all. Thanks for tuning in and listening, and a huge thank you to the Cage Club Podcast Network for giving me the opportunity to have these conversations and share them with you all. The Cage Club Podcast Network is home to a whole catalog of great shows like Too Fast, Too Forever, Wistful Thinking, and of course, The Contenders. Head over to cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me, to learn about the network and peruse the menu of awesome shows. On today's episode, I am exploring Why Aren't We All Vegan? with guest Melissa Larson. We talk about how Melissa came to a vegan eating practice, what it has done for her, and what it could do for the world if we all gave it a chance. As always, we are just two people having a conversation, speaking from our own experiences. I hope you enjoy Why Aren't We All Vegan? Thank you so much, Melissa, for being here. Thank you. Um, so I'm sitting here with Melissa Larson, who is a colleague and my supervisor. <laughs> right on the books. <laughs> <laughs> and has graciously agreed to talk to us about being vegan. So my, my first question is, how do you prefer um, to describe that identity? Is it a practice? Are you a vegan? Are you a person who eats vegan? How how does that fit for you? It's a great question. I would say that um, kind of your identity in that way, I think very similar to other identities is I see it one way and the the vegan committee may disapprove the way in which I see it, but I, I identify, like identify as vegan or mm-hmm. I call myself vegan. I think it's the shorthand okay. of letting people know kind of it's mostly food based for me. I know okay. vegan concepts um, kind of the overall overarching veganism concept, people will say, well, I don't wear leather or I don't, you know, do anything in this way. I still use Burt's Bees chapstick, for example, which has honey in it and honey's off the charts for some or off the list for some people. So for me, um, it's mostly about the food I consume. So okay. the food I consume for the most part, because I'm also not a strict, what I call myself a strict vegan, I'm not. Um, so if I sometimes want a piece of bread and it's mm-hmm. got something in it, I'm not going to fall apart over those things. And I also eat honey. So then I break all kinds of rules. (laughs) So then people will be like, you should call yourself plant strong, which I feel like needs so much more explanation than Mm -hmm. it's worth. I call myself vegan. I say I eat vegan. um, And that works for me. It's mostly about the food that I eat. But I am trying to become more aware of what are the other things. So I'm trying to slow my roll when I buy shoes and slow my roll when I'm purchasing larger purchases. So we purchased a couch and we made sure... We chose not to have it be made from leather um, for that very reason. If you go in my house, there'll be leather products. Right. And so I'm still, it's a work in progress. Absolutely. I, I would say if I was describing you to someone that you are sustainability forward. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I think it's the idea of just continuing to work on it. I think about like New Year's resolutions. I like to think of intentions and mm-hmm. I do the same thing around this. Like I like to be purposeful as much as possible to reduce my impact on the earth and as much as possible on animals. So that's what I'm trying to do on good days. Nice. <laughs> and so if someone said, which I've heard in meetings mm-hmm. we were in together, okay, so what does vegan mean? For you, what does that mean? Yeah, for me, and I'll even oftentimes try to respond with, well, for me, it means this because mm-hmm. I do want to give the people the understanding that I'm not educating for all the people who say that they're vegan. But for me, it generally means for the most part, I try to avoid foods that have animal-based products in them. So if it comes from an animal or is an animal, mm-hmm. I try not to eat it, except for the honey exception. I don't know why honey is an exception for me, but it is. And so that's usually my 
my go-to. Um, the other thing that I think is really funny that oftentimes happens in meetings is people will tell me I can't eat it. Mm. They'll be like, you can't eat that. It's not vegan, which is another reason why I get to claim my own veganism. Like if I decide I want a cupcake that's right. got all kinds of good stuff in it uh, that's not so vegan, I, I might eat that cupcake. Um, but I get to decide that. And so it's interesting for me when I tell people that I'm vegan or I'd like a vegan meal that if I choose to eat something else, it mm-hmm. kind of throws people off. So that's the interesting dynamic of my way. <laughs> I, I have that problem with just my vegetarianism mm-hmm. in that I tend to not mark vegetarian on things mm-hmm. because I don't want a meal that has been fashioned to look or taste Mm-hmm. like animal-based protein mm-hmm. and usually the sides of the regular meal right. are things I'm more likely to eat right and so because then I'll be sitting there with this bean burger thing I don't want <laughs> right and so it's like, but it's vegetarian like that doesn't yeah. mean I want it yeah 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 um, no I agree and it, sometimes two people will are good at making vegan options or vegetarian mm-hmm. options and sometimes they're not mm-hmm. I've had lots and lots of pre-requests particularly like catered events where it looks a lot like cat food mm-hmm. and they're calling it tofu. And I've worked with tofu for a long time. I've never seen it look that color <laughs> or that shape. You know, how do you do that? Well, but I've also gone to events where truly the only options are meat and cheese right. and that doesn't get me anywhere either. So if, I don't know. I always pack food just in case if I go somewhere, which seems really odd when you're in a like banquet situation I and mean, you're digging in your bag for a granola bar. What are your thoughts on that? That idea of other people somehow feeling responsible for what you eat and what you don't like what give me a little bit so you can't eat that or look I just I made this for you it's vegan or does that that's something that comes up in my life a lot and I my is I just don't want other people responsible I'm responsible for what I eat what I don't sure you're not but I understand the intention is kind right I think it depends on the environment so if I had the opportunity to ask for food to be vegan then I'd like to either to be clearly signed and I can pick Mm -hmm. and choose what I'd like, which is my dream world, right? That just all food becomes identified and people can choose to participate and not participate in each item as they see fit. So you don't have to get the protein, animal protein based looking burger Mm -hmm. that's black beans. If you don't want it, you could just then choose at that point, but they're not making you a special one. Right. And that I also can super appreciate. So that would be my deal is that that events would just become well-signed and that there are vegan options and gluten-free options and vegetarian options and meat-rich options so all the folk who want to eat can get all their needs met. Um, <laughs> that would be my dreamy world. So we don't even have to have these dialogues every time I'm going to go somewhere to eat. I don't want to have a big discussion with somebody. So if I have the opportunity to ask, um, that would be my ideal. Um, if I have put in a request, I will eat, for the most part, whatever they put in front of me as long as I can confirm it's vegan. Sometimes it looks awfully meaty. And that doesn't bother me too much because sometimes I do like the old, you know, chicken fried chicken. My family's from the South. I mean, my family's still big meat eaters. The family I came from. So, but when somebody makes me something, said I made you something, it's vegan. You darn bet. I think it's the, you know, the Southern politeness. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to smile <laughs> and, and really appreciate it. Cause I think somebody put a lot of effort into trying to accommodate me and, and try to take care of me in some form or fashion. And I think I tend to be just very, I, I think that that's a very sweet thing that people do. When people step out and go, you can't eat that. That one annoys me because I'm like, I ain't anything I want to. I can eat that pork chop if I want it. So I'd rather it be like, I don't know if you know or not, that's not vegan versus mm-hmm. you can't eat that. I think that's very different. So, and I don't do real well when people go like, we're going to go to a restaurant. Where can you eat? 
I'm like, I can eat everywhere. Just tell me where we're going and I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. I've eaten at a steakhouse being vegan. It's not pleasant. It's not a real great meal. Won't say I'm going to go there for my birthday. Right. But I can eat anywhere. So I don't want people to accommodate me unless it is my birthday. Then I do want people to accommodate me. Can you give us a little bit of history of how you, because clearly you, uh, you mentioned your family is not mm-hmm. vegan, didn't mm-hmm. grow up that way. So how, how did you find this and, and how did sure. it become the way for you? Sure. So born and raised in the South, talking like Texas, right? Steak, lead with horns first, mm-hmm. right? Kind of food. And uh, born and raised that way. And about six years, I think it's been six years actually in, as of this month ago, oddly enough, it was Christmas my brother-in-law came over and went like, I'm vegan. So all the food you just made, I'm not going to eat it. And at first I was like, what the, what the heck? Like, okay, well, I just spent eight hours. Maybe you could have right. told me that. And then it was like, wait, what's that? And how come you're doing it? And what does that look like? And he told me about a book he had read, The China Study. And so my husband read it because I'm not that kind of, I put it on an audio back book, I'm right. in. But if you want me to read all of the research that says the things, it's that's not going to get me convinced. And my husband's like, I think we should do this. And he told me why. And I was like, okay, we did what I would call the cold turkey, no pun intended, approach mm-hmm. to veganism. I would I, um, I would suggest that to anyone. Okay. The first couple of weeks was super rough because we were so meat-based in our food. So our meals were chicken with, steak with, meat was first, and then the things were next. And so we didn't know how to cook it. We didn't know what to eat. We didn't know what, when we were looking at ingredients what things were animal-based products and what weren't. We had cravings we didn't know what to do with. Ice cream was a big one. So I luckily I had some friends in my life who very sweetly swooped over with frozen bananas and frozen cherries, which by the way, in a blender, mm-hmm. I will not say tastes like ice cream because nothing tastes like ice cream other than ice cream. Right. But it helped with the craving kick. It helped with that creaminess I was looking for. But I would not suggest cold turkey to anyone. My husband and I had launched into it because we were on a health journey. So we were both pretty overweight. I was 40 pounds heavier. He was 50 to 60 pounds heavier. We always disagree on how much heavier he was, but combined, we were like a full human fluffier. And, um, so we're making lots of strides towards our health. So started with exercise, you know, started ruling out processed foods and eliminating things from our lives or adding things to our lives to get healthier. I was borderline type two diabetic, high cholesterol, highest my doctor had seen of somebody my age. And was on cholesterol medication, couldn't get off of it. And so that was that started our health journey. Mm-hmm. And then I would say this was the bookend to our health journey. We're still always on it. I'm always still looking for new ways to feel better and grow and get stronger and age gracefully. <laughs> but I would say that this allowed me to lose my last 10 pounds, allowed me to get off my cholesterol medication, allowed me to no longer be anywhere near the uh, borderline type 2 diabetic. And I noticed other positive side effects. So my attention's better. My focus is better. My complexion's better. I sleep better from going vegan. So I think much like any other diet, when you're talking about putting food in your mouth and what does it do to your body, you've got to make your decision yourself. We gave it a whirl. It worked really well for us. Mm-hmm. And we've stuck to it. That being said, I still love the idea of a really great Gouda cheese mm-hmm. or a really great fabulous ice cream or a froyo because you can't get like a really good creamy vanilla type froyo that's mm-hmm. almond or coconut. I know there's alternatives. I've tried them all. They're fine. They are not ice cream. But then you get over it. It's a fleeting moment now where before it was really 
super rough, like texting and, and crying. What do I eat? I don't know what to eat. So I think now that I've got a rhythm and my husband and I have a rhythm, that being said, we have a son who's 20 who mm-hmm. is just the opposite. He hates vegetables and really likes meat. And when we decided to go vegan, we gave him the choice because he was the age that we felt like he should choose for himself. And so he chose to stay meat strong, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a thing. And so when we go out to restaurants, it's very fascinating. When we cook at home, it's really fascinating. But we figured it out over time. Mm-hmm. So the the kitchen is harmonious? Yeah. Yeah, so we Yeah, we don't care so much. Like, utensils get washed. I mean, I don't want fresh meat on a wood cutting board because, mm-hmm. ew. We don't sweat it when it's cross-containing contaminating utensils and things Mm -hmm. but if you're cooking if we're simultaneously cooking this happened the other night my husband made us beyond beef burgers and my son like legit beef burgers so those had separate contain you know frying pans separate Mm -hmm. spatulas all of that so but yeah it's pretty easy really I mean so many foods it's about adding the meat at the end and you're Mm -hmm. you're good um, so if you're making tacos, you just make a side of meat and some side of whatever you want to put into it, tempeh, tofu, whatever, mm-hmm. beans, whatever. And then everything else is pretty just duplicating the efforts. It's yeah. super easy. So that took us a little bit. Yeah, now we're we're down to it. Bread in our house has to be vegan just because if we're all going to eat it, mm-hmm. then it just it, making it vegan just makes it keeps it easy. Yeah, other than that, and then my son brings home what other things he wants. So if he wants mm-hmm. ice cream or, I don't know, something with a block of cheese on it, he goes and gets that. So yeah, works pretty well. What does being vegan or eating vegan do for you? I think one, we talked a little bit about, I think you called me sustainable forward. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a little bit there as I learn more and more around sustainability. So it feeds my soul a little bit in terms of I'm doing as much as I can within my reach, my day-to-day reach, I guess, on kind of my impact um, on on the planet. I also, the health benefits have been huge for me. And again, I always, I never suggest it to anyone, but if anyone says, hey, I want to be vegan, can we chat? Mm-hmm. Oh, have I got ideas and cookbooks <laughs> and pens and stuff for you? But I don't force it on anyone. I think it's like, it seems so personal. It's like mm-hmm. a religion, right? Like people can, if they want to talk about it, I'm here to talk about it and we can talk about it for days. But if they don't want to, I don't push it on other people. And then for me, I feel better. I'm the trimmest and most fit I've been in my life. And that's including like probably in my 20s, although I was probably <laughs> smaller then, but I wouldn't say I was fit and healthy then. Right. I was just smaller. Those are different. <laughs> yeah, feeling good, feeling good about what I eat. My body runs better. Um, everything just works a little bit better. But that being said, just because it's food, sometimes you can still eat horribly. So right. Oreo cookies are vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I eat a whole bunch of Oreo cookies, I pay for that. Right. Um, well, I mean, sugar in general right, right, is right, vegan. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's amazing to me how many things are act- what they call accidentally vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, Oreo cookies is a great example. I'm pretty sure they weren't like, we should make these vegan because right. I've never seen the word vegan on an Oreo cookie container. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think overall, just I feel good. I feel like I'm contributing when I'm looking about how to be more sustainable it's a it's one of the number one factors that people can take into consideration on kind of putting your money on where you support. And so if I'm not putting my money towards the meat industry and the dairy industry and doing all of that, I'm clearly supporting. And I try to, it also too tends to naturally get you into communities that think similarly. Mm-hmm. So you get to end up, um, I'm on a vegan listserv and then next thing you know, you're getting the, you know, the, what's it called? The sharing of the produce. Um, oh, like the garden share. Yeah, things. kind of programs coming to right. come up. And the co-op. next thing, the co-ops and the um, there's the farm sharing where mm-hmm. you can do the produce every year. I can't remember the name of it. And the next thing I know, I get sustainable use container. You know, right. it's like it kind of gets you into this community that 
speaks harmoniously to me. It, it feels right. The larger idea of these conversations I want to have with people mm-hmm. is why aren't we all doing X, Y, Z? And yeah. in this particular conversation, it's why aren't we all vegan? What do you think would change in the world if we were all or the majority of people had so, a vegan eating? Yeah. So I know there's research out there to support it, but I won't be able to say like, oh, see footnote on this sure. podcast. No, this just um, so I, from what I am understanding and what I've understood on both the planet component as well as health component. I think what would happen if we all went either pure, which people are like, no way can I go that far. But I think even if you just cut in half what you currently do, Mm -hmm. we could have an impact on the earth. So it talks about the transportation, feeding the animals, the um, gases that come from the animals. I mean, so there's lots and lots and lots of pieces there. And then when you think around, um, I, I worry a lot, especially given what I do in disability services and the pharmaceutical components and things like that. If this was a portion of managing that, I think we would have healthier communities. I think we would have people who, and again, I'm not, please don't see footnote based on Melissa's research because you won't find it. (laughs) Um, But there is lots of research that supports that when you eat more plant-based, when you eat more plants and less animals, Mm -hmm. there is a reduction of all kinds of diseases. Um, And the other thing that I'm seeing more and more of is management of other things such as depression, ADD, ADHD, anxiety. There's just, there's an improvement, but it's not chronic pain. There's not a one, it's not like the one and done, but Mm -hmm. it's one portion of the holistic approach for taking care of yourself and, and, and overall well-being. So I would say if the two sides were to happen, I can't imagine, I guess we'd be thinner and not have such horrible global warming impact. I guess that would be the two. It sounds pretty awesome to me. So then why aren't we all doing this? Do you think from, from your perspective, especially having grown up another way and making this very conscious as an adult choice? Boy, food is so personal. I think people feel like they deserve it or it's the only way or they can't imagine their lives in any other, like I, but I always have turkey at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then when you ask people like why, they're like, I don't know. It's because we always have. And that's what that is. So it's so, it's celebratory and it's part, it's part of celebrations. It's part of sad things. It's part of, you know, not sad things, but mm-hmm. celebrations like passings, funerals, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. In the South, when I went to my grandmother's funeral, it was overcome of potluck, mm-hmm. of people bringing us roasts, lots of lots of meat-based products. I, I think it's so much of our lives that people feel overwhelmed by it. And I would agree. Mm-hmm. It, it is a lot. It is a lot that in Monmouth, I can eat three lo- at three locations. That's not awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I wish it was different. Um, so the idea of me saying, yeah, you should go vegan, and then – just so much to think about. Everything you put in your mouth, are you going to look at it a little bit differently? So I think it overwhelms people. I think people do have the emotional attachment mm-hmm. to the the Thanksgiving is what I've always done. That feels like home or the cookies smell like my mom's house or whatever it is that there's a lot of research around smells and food and kind of what it does to our happy centers of our brain. And then I think that we've got to get away from crap that's mass produced and in a package that's got all kinds of sneaky animal-based products in it that don't even make any sense. I saw a package of almonds the other day that had a flavoring on it and I looked at the flavoring and it says milk and it wasn't like a ranch flavoring where milk made sense. It was barbecue or something. And I'm like, what, what, how, why? Like, um, so I think it's just a lot to tackle for some folks, but it can be done differently. People can do it one day, you know, there's a, you know, meet no meat Mondays. 
I would love to see that be no meat and dairy Mondays. Mm -hmm. The other thing is in our culture, it's cultural influence. So the food pyramid, and this is where we get all kinds of political, uh, was bought and paid for. And so when you think about the fact that it's bought and paid for, and yet what ends up in schools on education is the food pyramid, how do we unteach or unlearn what we've been kind of ingrained in our whole entire school systems? Mm -hmm. Our foods uh, programs, so people who get um, food through their schools, like mm-hmm. through the K-12 system, they follow the food pyramid. So they're required to get their milk. They're required to get their food, like their mm-hmm. meat. They're not gardens and right. apples and a banana. They count ketchup as a vegetable. I mean, it's those kinds of things of like society-wise, we've broken some things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just a lot for people to tackle. But it can be done in small steps. Mm-hmm. And if it feels good to you, if it feels right to you, it doesn't have to be the cold turkey approach. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot to unpack on food. I want to ask a question that I've asked you once mm-hmm. when we weren't recording. Mm-hmm. But so as a vegetarian, mm-hmm. now in the meetings that we are in together, yeah. occasionally we've been lumped in together. Yeah. And so we kind of have to like, no, wait, I'm over here and I eat cheese. And and I, from my experience and, and various health things, I know how long I can go mm-hmm. before the only thing I want in the world is a piece of good cheese. Yeah. Um, and it's several weeks. So like sure. I could... Uh, there's room for that. Yeah. I love eggs. Yeah. So my question to you, if the egg is coming from my friend Chelsea's backyard. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's a great question. I hope I say something similar to what I did last (laughs) time. I would say that it depends on why you're trying to be more vegan. If you're trying to be vegan because of the health consumption. So if you research the information that talks about the fact that breaking down animal protein is really hard for our bodies and that's your reason for being vegan or going more plant-based, I'm going to still stick with vegan, vegan, then that still doesn't align with it, right? Mm -hmm. It still doesn't align that it's your, you know, they're in, they're happy chickens. Mm -hmm. They may be a little easier for your body to process because they don't have the hormones and those kinds of things. If your goal is to do it around animal cruelty and and animal component, it depends as with many things, there's a spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So do you, chickens, for example, are um, reproduced in great great amount. We have lots and lots and lots of chickens Mm -hmm. on our plant, particularly in our nation, because of demand. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's like, where are you on that spectrum of how important is that egg? Of course, if you're going to eat the egg, that puts Mm -hmm. you on a different spectrum, which I would encourage you that if you are going to eat it, it's from your friend's backyard. You see the chickens, you pet the chickens, you appreciate the chickens, you bring the chickens some treats of some sort Mm -hmm. approved by your friend, because that's the kind of pieces that that's what we should be putting our money into is Mm -hmm. local, sustainable, non-cruelty-based, if that's the framework that you're using around, do I eat the egg or not eat the egg? Mm -hmm. For me, I was working with a provider, a medical provider for a long time who said, the only way I can get my, I was having issues with being anemic Mm -hmm. and the only way to get my iron up was animal-based protein. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go against my provider and I'm also not telling anybody else to go against their provider. (laughs) But if if you're going to do that, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat eggs and I'm only going to eat them in this way. I'm only going to get them from this resource. That is a um, luxury and a privilege. So I want to acknowledge that too, that I get to choose from my friend Susie's backyard because of, you know, I have the resource or the ability. But if your goal is to be about like, I just don't want that in my body anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it depends on why you're making those choices. There's all kinds of flow charts that you can use based on kind of what's your overall goal. Is it about animal cruelty or is it about health or is it a combination of both? Mm -hmm. And then the answers will be different based on what you're trying to do. Excellent.
well, that's a fantastic answer. Thank you. <laughs> sure. You um, mentioned that the way that you went about this was probably not ideal. Luckily, you had a team to, yeah. to do it with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what... Who's much stronger at this than I am. <laughs> I don't think I would have made 24 <laughs> hours strong. without his push. Excellent. I would have been like, ice cream's great. This is dumb. <laughs> so then if I had walked in and said, yeah. okay, yeah, I'm going to start to make changes and, yeah. and I, I want to try to eat vegan... Do you have two or three starter tips you could share sure. with us? Sure. I would say go with what works well for you. I think there's some people who are really good at, once I set an intention or a goal, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. Well, then rip off that Band-Aid, go cold turkey, do some homework so you don't feel like you're going into it where you truly don't know where, what your next meal is going to be. Because right. that's where I think I got super frustrated. If you are a person who is like, but everything I eat is animal-based and I'm overwhelmed by even moving one step forward, then I would tell you to maybe rule out one thing. Maybe replace your milk first, then replace your yogurt or or the meat. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it's about make one less meal a day you know, or a week or a month, whatever. Again, what you feel like you can tackle without meat. And I discourage at first using the meat replacements. One, you will not be satisfied if you're going from meat mm-hmm. to meat replacements. And two, it's more processed. And again, I still love them. I'm not acting like I don't eat those because there's there's some there's some mad good stuff out there. I'm not eating them, listeners. I'm making a face because she is making a it's face. All kinds worse of faces. than actual meat when someone tries to hand me a manufactured patty. But there's such good ones. Okay. There's such good ones out there. Now, there's really bad ones too. So I will put that out there. Um, and also, that's a great point of like, sometimes too, you have to investigate. Like if you go out to a restaurant and they say they have a vegetarian patty, that doesn't mean it's vegan. It's usually right. held together with an egg. Side note. Sorry. Just yeah. a little fun fact. Eggs do hold things together Eggs really well. Eggs hold things well. together. Yeah, so do lots of other things. So I think you've got to figure out what would what would be your best way? What's your purpose? What's your goal? And what works best for you to tackle it? So if you are good with intentions and you can go for it, go for it. If you were better at ease off the Band-Aid, maybe soak the Band-Aid in water, then you might want to just start with small replacements, start talking to people. Vegans love to talk about being vegan. If you'll watch all kinds of really funny YouTubes out there, like how do you know somebody's vegan? Because they'll tell you. Right? It's true. Um, I think it's a little bit like, but let me tell you what it's like to be vegan. So it's not hard to find resources, you know, to be able to do that. But a lot of great cookbooks. There's a lot of great websites, social media, friends, those kinds of things. But do it with the way that you would tackle anything else. Let it parallel what you would do because food is food's complicated. So do it with what works best for you and your spirit. If um, Are you interested in being found anywhere? Do you have any social media that you want us to share? And my answer is always begrudging when people ask me. So you don't have Sure. To. I guess I don't. Um, well... So I, I have a business one, but that's more about essential oils, which is a whole nother conversation. No, part two. <laughs> I would say that if somebody wanted to email me, I would give my personal email address, which I don't have any problem with, which is Sissa Larson. So it's S-I-S-S-A-L-A-R-S-O-N at Yahoo. Yes, I'm the only one still on Yahoo.com. So it's SissaLarson.com. Uh, my nephew couldn't say the word Melissa when he was little, so he started calling me Sissa. And so that's where the CISA comes from. And he's now 25 with his master's degree. <laughs> so that helps you understand why I'm still on Yahoo. But yeah, I would be happy to email and support people where I can and get them the right direction. But I am not a dietary expert. I am just, this is what I have found has worked well for me. And I love it. And even on days that I could use a bowl of ice cream, I usually get past that moment. So I'd be happy to help somebody get past the bowl of ice cream moment if they'd like to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thank you.
Thanks for listening and come back next time to Why Aren't We All? Thank you.